Well, everyone, we are back to the next episode of our Crossline Community Groups podcast, where we are discussing groups and group life and group tactics, all those wonderful things. Those that you are, that are watching may be group leaders, you may be community life pastors or groups pastors, whoever you are, I do want to just take this uh, moment to thank you for what you're doing, the decision that you have made to step into this ministry and shepherd these groups is an amazing decision and it's benefiting the kingdom. And so I want to bless you and say thank you for that. Excited for uh, today's episode. We're going to be stepping into really understanding where to kind of begin with groups and how to get people to come to your groups. And so where does this all go? Now, you may be a group leader and you decided that you're going to be obedient to following the Lord's calling to lead a group. And you think to yourself, this is awesome. But now you wonder if anybody's actually going to come. <laughs> and you wonder if they do come, are we going to vibe? Uh, are they going to stay? Do I want them to stay? Maybe we start a group and we don't vibe with the people, but we don't know how to end it. But we're trying to avoid all those things. And so we want to begin well, start well. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, and these are some of the questions that really go through the head of a group leader and we get to talk about that with my dear friends that I have with us. So today I'm joined by my friends, Megan and Matt, and they not only lodged a group in this last year, but they're absolutely crushing it in their leadership and shepherding really, I know, to be a long lasting and fruitful group. So with that, let's give it up for Megan and Matt. Yeah, giving it up. Say hello, everyone. Hi. All right, All right. perfect. <laughs> now, Megan and Matt, we know and as really a community life pastor, but maybe many of those watching that groups that are formed predominantly through personal invitation are so much more successful and usually more longer lasting than those that are built by placement. Things that, you know, you sign up on a form or you put your, your information into the computer and you just get matched with some random group that those sometimes work. But usually the more guaranteed success is a personal invite. So how do we know who the right people to invite are? You know, and so I'm gonna ask you, how did you guys find people for your group? And then how did you go about inviting them? Yeah, so our group, we really had two kind of key things. Um, the first was that we partnered with two other families before we even started, like before I came to you and mm -hmm. said, hey, could, um, we uh, went to two other families and we said, hey, we're looking to do this. Is this something you guys would be interested? Would you team up with us? Mm -hmm. um, and so the Knights and the Hales both were like, yeah, well, we're down to do it. So then we decided on the time and everything. And then the second half was we invited people that had come to our son's second birthday party. So I already had their the text. So I was like, hey, we're looking to start a group and this is what we're gonna do. And um, would you guys be interested? And then a lot of the families were ones that were from there. That's great. Yeah. Now, where did you meet a lot of these families kind of that came to your son's second birthday party? So our group was really specific. It's um, Crossline Preschool parents and families. And so um, I even asked, like, are we allowed to, like, say that specific? But that was really our goal um, was meeting people that were in the same life stage as us, um, kids, you know, that were around him all the time and um, and really having a like minded group. That's awesome. 
So we really can thank MacArthur for really, being, really being the insta instigator of this awesome crew. He really so was, yeah. he, he's the champion there. Uh, so you drew from a community. This is what I want you guys to hear. They drew from a community that they were already a part of. Right. And yeah. you basically, it wasn't so much the, the challenge of asking them to join a group, but really was a presentation of, hey, we're already part of a community. Would you want to go deeper right. into this community? And that's what you were bringing and kind of inviting them. So um, can you describe maybe what some of those first group group meetings were like? And did you guys feel like you vibed instantly with everyone? Obviously, you knew some of them from the preschool, but maybe some of them were new. How did those first meetings go? Yeah, well, it was pretty chaotic to start <laughs> trying to because all the kids were invited too. So it's mm -hmm. parents and kids. And part of the hardest thing was to get the babysitters coordinated so that we could do the study. But after a while, it really kind of meshed. Yeah, it was kind of like one family at a time would kind of open up. And then we'd be like, hey, we heard from, you know, this couple that we didn't really, they didn't, haven't been talking. And then he started cracking some jokes and we're like, hey, you know, now, we're, now we know this couple better and they're opening up and... um you know, we were pretty specific in the beginning. I told people that we wanted to build, like, if you picture a a plant, like the, a climbing vine, mm -hmm. I said, I want us to be like lattice, you know, where, you know, Matthew overlaps with other dads and I overlap right. with other moms. And then as all of our kids are climbing, they go like different directions, but yet we have this support that's there for these kids. And that was really kind of my heart in the in the whole thing and um and so it's just slowly been opening up and people have really been doing that you guys getting all like pastoral with your <laughs> illustrations <laughs> we're gonna be like lattice <laughs> and the vines growing the first day i was like that's what we gotta do we gotta natural shepherds and pastors <laughs> here right here i love it <laughs> So you get talked about this idea, you started cracking jokes, maybe you started to notice a few things there that maybe were the signs of really that you had something special, that actually this could be something that was going to grow and, and be something that could be developed. Was there anything that, outside of using awesome illustrations like Aladdin, so <laughs> was there anything that you did to help really further those relationships once you began to see that this could actually be a really awesome group put together? I think that um, when we started doing things of service outside of our group, mm. then we noticed like, hey, this is the bomb team. Like, we're awesome. One of the first things was at the preschool, we had the um, fall family night mm. and like all the dads all were the, together and they did all know. the cleanup right. and like set up and then the moms were helping me decorate. And then <laughs> it was just like... they. It was kind of like our group jumped in and facilitated that. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of been like that all along with each ah. other. You know, we've had families where a kid's been in the hospital and someone's taken the kids. We've had families where, you know, um, losing jobs, getting jobs, um, funerals. And another family took the kids while we were at the funeral. You know, um, we had um, issues and times where we needed support and they all rallied around us and, yeah. you know, men talking to him, women talking right. to me. Yeah. And, um, and so it's those kind of external outside of just the meeting that really have been amazing. Yeah. That's, you guys bring up a great point. And we actually, we talked about it in our first episode that we did 
that there's some vision and there's purpose that we want to put to our groups. And I love what you're saying in that really where you began to see the opportunities for that group to grow was in the opportunities to serve one another. And that's the reality with groups is that so often we are living life and we face challenges, right? Nobody's on just this cruise cruise ship of, of perfection. We're all kind of trying to figure out life and we have families and we have friends, we have finances and all these things. And it kind of just, it happens. But what, what you did, and I would encourage you guys in this, I want to encourage you guys in this is don't, don't ignore the moments of those that, that happen. When somebody shares a challenge, you know, how does the group respond to meet that challenge with them? And how does the group step into that? Because that's really where relationship in is formed. And that's really where groups really come together. And I've noticed that um, in groups all around is the ones that really have to go through the fire mm-hmm. are the ones that stick forever. It was like, this happened to my life and my group was there for me. Yeah. And so beginning to notice that you had that special dynamic with some of the relationships and the kids in the preschool and the jokes, that was one thing. But then you saw the opportunities mm-hmm. to take it even deeper and deeper. And I want to commend you in that. That's That's just, that's amazing. That's great. Great advice. If you're not hearing that, that's great advice. Good ways to kind of go there. Now, knowing that you have this depth with these people, um, how has how have you seen this impact your family's life? How has it impacted your faith? Like Matthew, maybe why don't we go share that? Great example I can just think of is one of the dads uh, and I tonight are going to graduate get healthy. So it's mm. pretty amazing. That's uh, great. We could bond in a way and just go through it together. And mm-hmm. it's from our group. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good. Any other ways that you could just see how it's impacted your family or, or your faith? I mean, I think when we started this, um, I don't know if you remember, but we came to you and we're like, we want to host. We can't lead anything, but mm-hmm. we'll open our home. Mm-hmm. And the goal was just like, I want to have the things of God in my home. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that if I bring God into my home <laughs> as much as possible, he's going to work things out. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to interview us before, maybe, you know, we wouldn't have been chosen to be group leader. Because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just getting the things of God in your home is going to impact your daily walk. And so um, there's decisions that we make, you know, based on we have a group. Hey, we can't we can't do that. We can't, you know, mess around like that. We can't go that route because we have other people that are involved in this in this family and we need to protect them as well. And I think about that a lot, like my choices and how it's going to affect this family that we built. Yeah, there's, and I could see, obviously, that it means something to you. Yeah. You know, I see that I, that beautiful vision, you know, of being able to bring God into my home, right? And how do I do that? And I've actually talked with people in your group and they're like, well, we could go to our home rather than you. Th- you've actually said, no, we want it. Right. Let us host it. Let's have it at our house. And that beauty of saying, that's your heart. And that's where it began. And, you know, this is something that I want you guys to hear. This wasn't something we were going to talk about, but um, you got to begin your leadership in the way that God's designed you to be a leader, right? You are a different type of leader than some of these people watching. Right. And where you saw is you want to bring God in your home, you had hospitality, but you told, <laughs> to your point, you came to me like, I don't know if I could be the leader, the host, and yet look and see what God has done with both of you because you offered what you had. You offered those gifts up and that's that's incredible. So, um. We call our group 
that it's our family, right? Yeah. It's the friend family. And I have a family. We all have families that we love and we care for. And But there are, is something very special about the group that we have that it's just, it's got this depth to it that it really can't be mimicked anywhere else. Right. I mean, it, it, it really leads you into a deeper place spiritually, emotionally. And really for us, we feel completely supported come what may, you know, with our family. And, uh, and that's the beauty of group. So, well, I want to ask you, um, you began this group last year. Now you're a veteran. Well, you're getting into it. You're getting into the veteranship. <laughs> what advice would you give to new group hosts and group leaders? Just do it. Just do it. You have the passion. I think that's taken, actually. But if you have the space, do it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just uh, we were going back and forth for a long time. You know, and and mostly because of our thoughts on ourselves. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always been taught that as you handle the things of God, God will handle your things. Yeah. And so I think, like you said, go in go for it. and get involved and get people and reach out to people, like talk to them. It's, it's mm -hmm. a little scary. Because the connections we've made through this group, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, thank you guys for sharing a little bit of your story. You guys are doing a great job. Um, it is scary. That that first moment that we have to welcome people into our group and ask people to come into our group, that is a scary moment. Um, and it's, you're not really sure who exactly to ask. And sometimes you wrestle with, do they have time? You know, well, they have kids. And I don't know. I mean, figuring out this. You said, whatever. <laughs> I'm in the stage stage. We're all the same stage. Let's just find the people that all can relate to where we're at and we'll just do what works for us. It may not work for other groups. It may not be the same for other groups, but we're going to champion community for what works for us. And what I've always found in that is there's always people that fit that exact same kind of style and they're looking for that and they're wondering about that. And you knew exactly where to look. You looked in the preschool, you looked at that birthday party and you said, Perfect opportunity for us to step into. I enjoy these people. I think they would enjoy going even deeper in community. So that's maybe some some tips for for anybody that's listening or watching, or if you guys are a pastor, just to kind of ways to coach your group leaders that just start with where you are. Where are you? Where's the environments that you're a part of, whether it be a sports team, whether it be a preschool, whether it's a baking club or whatever it might be, just begin with that. So maybe it's your work. A lot of people, you might have people at your work and it doesn't have to just be people from your church, you know, just find where your community is and begin with that. And that's a beautiful way to kind of reach out. So that's going to wrap some things up here. And we are going to continue on next week as we be continue this discussion around groups and really building the best environment for that. But before we do that, I want to end this episode as we always end it is I want to bless each and every one of you that are watching this um, and anybody that may be a pastor that's overseeing these groups, I want to bless you with our particular blessing prayer from Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And it's this. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory 
and praise of God. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your day.